The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Jesus, oh Jesus, tell him now, Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, you called me to take your healing power to the nations, November 22nd, 2002. Yesterday at 10.38 a.m., you said again, this is why I was born, to bring your healing power to the nations. Let your presence fill this place. Fill every home. Touch every life. Let's sing it, everybody, please. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Tell him now, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh, Jesus, your presence makes me whole. Sing it again. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word? We are going to get into the word. And um, we are going to continue whatever we start this week, next week. And um, the Lord spoke to me. I'm just saying something here. He said in 2011. He said, stand having healing meetings again, 8.31 a.m., 16th October 2011. Now, this is one thing I was born to do. And that's why when I hear your testimonies, they bless me more than they bless you. Because when he called me, he said, 
raise me a people who will do the works of Jesus. See? So the miracles that God does to me, great. But greater still is when I hear your testimony. It lets me know I'm fulfilling destiny. Are you all there? So I trust the Lord that you're going to pray for the sick. The lady that said she prayed for somebody and um, he said it was subsiding. You pray again. Okay? You pray again. Say, get the job done. Finish it up. Don't be afraid. Amen? It's God's integrity, not yours. Okay? Praise God. We are looking at why God heals. Why does God heal? The God we serve is a God of purpose. Everything God does, it does for a reason. God is not disorganized. Hallelujah. I want us to look at Matthew chapter 8, 1, 2, and 3. And if you can settle these scriptures in your heart, it will help you receive and minister healing. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, a lot of people have no issue with God's ability. A lot of people, they have no issue with God's ability. Let me let you know something here. Faith is being confident. Of God's willingness. To use his power. To use his power. For your benefit. Faith is being confident of God's willingness. To use his power. For your benefit. Faith is being confident of God's willingness to use his power for your benefit. You know, you can say, God can do anything. It's true. It's another thing to, be, to believe that God can do anything for you. The man said, Lord. Lord means kurios in the Greek. Supreme authority. Master. See? Owner, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Give it to me in the good news translation, please. It says, Then a man suffering from a dreaded skin disease came to him, knelt down before him and said, Sir, if you want to, you can make me clean. You see, believing that God will heal you now, it's based on your faith of God's 
in God's willingness. Believing that God will heal you now. I know God can heal me. I know God can heal me. Faith says, I know God can heal me now. See, because you are sure of his want to. He said, son, if you want to, you can make me clean. Give it to me in the NLT. It says, suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, that word willing is the word thelo, T-H-E-L-O, T-H-E-L-O. It means to take pleasure in, desirous, willing, say delighted in. If you are delighted, if you desire to, you can heal me and make me clean. If you desire to. And this is where a lot of people are. If God wants to heal me, he can. See, give us verse 3, please. Then Jesus put out his hand. Now, I've taught you before that a person suffering from leprosy doesn't only go through physical pain, it goes through emotional rejection. Because nobody would touch you. Because leprosy is contagious. So Jesus touched him. That's an act of love. Jesus was healing the man emotionally, mentally, and physically. See, God is concerned about the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. He touched him. He could have just said, I am willing. No, he touched him first. Think about it. Touching that leprous thing, that dirty, stinking thing. Saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. Now, this man is gone. See, he's gone. And you need to understand that the person that God is willing to heal now is you. Till I get any man. Because the man is gone. See, the Bible is God's word for all time to all people. See? Now give it to me in the New Living Translation, NLT. It says, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And immediately, instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Give me verse 2 and 3 in the message translation. Look at this. It says, then a leper appeared and went to his knees before Jesus, praying. And several of you may have been praying. Master, if you want to, you can heal my body. See? Next. Jesus reached out and told him, saying, I want to be clean then and there. All signs of leprosy were gone. See? The efficacy of faith is tied to a few things. Number one, the promise of God. Number two, the ability of God. Number three, the faithfulness of God. Number four, the love of God. And number five, the integrity of God. Number one, the promise of God, what he, has, what he intends to do. Number two, his ability. Does God have the ability to do what he said? See? Number three, his faithfulness. 
Has God always done what he said? Number four is love. Will God do this for me? Does God care enough to do this for me? And number five is integrity. God cannot deny himself. Amen? All right, let's dig into our subject for today. What is healing? We said healing is the release of life or the power of God into a sick person to effect a cure. See? When someone is sick, death is at work. You see that? See, sickness is a manifestation of the law of sin and death at work in the human body. Sickness is a manifestation of the law of sin and death at work in the human body. All right. We have dealt with our definition on how healing is the release of life into the human body. Let's move on. Let's take the next thing. We said God is a God of plans, purposes, and patterns. As you study the word, you will, you will, see, should be, you, you will see that everything God does, it does according to a plan in order for the purpose. This is the pattern we see all over the scriptures. See, everything God does, it does according to a plan in order to fulfill a purpose. Hallelujah. Number one, why does God heal? For his glory. You see, your healing is more important to God than it is to you. See, God heals for his glory. Whenever people are healed, they glorify God. See, and God is jealous for his glory. If they go to graven images and get their solution, God doesn't like it. See, because they praise that, golden, that graven image. For instance, the word El, E-L, or Elohim, refers to a being that manifests its power in order to be worshipped. See, it refers to a being that is deserving of worship. That's why they call all those little devils gods in those in villages around the world. Because they manifest some form of power. And people worship them because of their power. But the God we serve is all powerful. See, so your problem is a divine opportunity. For God to show himself that he is powerful. Are you following me? So God heals for his glory. Healing brings glory to God. God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. Now settle down forever. God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. Jesus went to the cross and bore your infirmities before you were born. So, you're not the one trying to get God to heal you. Healing was already God's idea. Hello? God wanted to heal you before you were born. Matthew 9, verse 1. Listen to this. So, he got into a boat and crossed over into, and came into his own city. 
Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic, that's paralyzed man, lying on the bed. When Jesus saw their faith, and that's why what he say, faith is a visible expression of confidence in God and his word. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Notice that Jesus forgave the man before he asked for it. You see, the God we serve is more loving than we think. In Psalm 86 verse 5, the Bible says, The Lord is plenteous in mercy. New King James, abundant in mercy. Give to me the old King James for a moment. We'll come back to New King James. It says, For thou, Lord, are good and ready to forgive. What did he say? God is what? Ready. You don't beg him. He's ready to forgive. And so he asks for forgiveness. He's ready to forgive you. And plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Notice he's ready to forgive. So as soon as I saw the man, he said, son. You know, I taught you this earlier one time. I said, he called him son. He dealt with the emotional rejection. See, whenever you're sick, you have this thing that people don't love you. You want people around you. You want because there's a craving for love. And yet Jesus said, son, meeting that need for love. Be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Because sin brings condemnation. It dealt once again with a man's spiritual condition and his emotional condition. God is concerned about every part of you. In fact, if you look at Luke 4, 18, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So Jesus is concerned about your emotions, the brokenhearted. He says, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Next, verse 3. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, that's word of knowledge said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier? I like this part a lot. He said, which is easier? Now, when you say which is easier, both are easy, but one is easier. All right? So we can say, forgiveness is easy. But healing is also easy. Because they are both paid for. Are we together? Watch this. Jesus said, for which is easier to say? Naturally, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven you, right? But do you know that in the Old Testament, their sins were covered for a year not washed away. And they had healing in the Old Testament. But they didn't have remission of sins or forgiveness of sins where God blots it all away. Ephesus. So Jesus said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk. Next. But you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth. 
that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. So how do we know God forgives today? If God heals today. Hello? You see why healing is so important to God? Because if God will heal you, then you can be sure that God will forgive you. Because when you don't receive healing, you are like, God is holding something against me. Am I right? Okay, James 5, 14 to 15. It says, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Next. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Wait, 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 wait. I thought we'd do the sin first. God says, let's heal him first. That's how good God is. Healing is a work of grace. That's why the man who came to arrest Jesus, when he cut off his ears, Jesus put the ears back. The question I want to ask you, did that man deserve to be healed? Huh? He came to arrest Jesus, and Jesus, the Peter cut off his ears, and Jesus picked the ears and stuck it back. If Jesus is willing to heal his enemies, how much more his children? See, God is more willing to heal you than your willingness to be healed. Let's go back to Matthew 9. Is anybody being blessed today already? Now look at this. It says, But you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take your bed. Take up your bed and go to your house. And he arose and he went to his own house. Now when the people saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. You see that? When people are healed, people glorify God. When you were testifying right now, what happened? You said, clapping. We are glorifying God. Healing makes God look good. See that? So when you're sent out next week to go pray for the sick, or even tomorrow to go pray for the sick, as you're going out for your rally, now remember that. That healing is more important to God than it is to you. You know, that removes the pressure from you. You know that? Look at another scripture. John 2, 11, Oak and James. It says, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. He manifested forth his glory. Every time God does a miracle, it's for his glory. Say it's for his glory. All right, now look at this. In Luke 7, 11 to 17. Now, when it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. Next. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. Next. 
When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Next. Now, listen to me. It's important you stop the sorrow when you're explaining a miracle. Miracles happen in an atmosphere of joy, not an atmosphere of sorrow. Then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still. And he said to the young man, I said to you, he said, young man, I said to you, arise. Next. So, he who was dead sat up and began to speak and presented him to his mother. Next. Watch this. Then fear came upon all and they glorified God saying a great prophet has risen, has risen up among us and God has visited his people. Notice the credit goes to God. So when you're going to pray for that person and you see the person and just say, hey God, this one I beg, I don't do. No, see, if you're concerned about your reputation, you are proud. And God doesn't use proud people. You see that? I remember that day that a young man came here during a fragrance of his presence. He had a growth in his ears. And I put my, my hand in the ears. I didn't even pray because the Lord didn't want me to pray. Just leave your hands there. And the growth was burnt off. The other day, I don't know when I was healing school or which of the meetings, where I prayed with someone and he, had, he said, before I even prayed, the ears were already open. See? Just know that God wants to do that miracle for you more than you want it. When that comes to your mind, faith becomes easy. Let me give you an instance. Let's say Mr. A is very wealthy. And Mr. B is broke. He needs help. Or maybe he needs a job. Now, and I know Mr. Mr. A. I could say, come. He can help you. He has been helping many people. In fact, he even told me that he has two chances to help people. Now, will Mr. B be expectant? You see that? See, God wants to heal you more than you want the healing. See? So when you hear the news around in the world, know that, hey, it is God's opportunity to make himself look good by keeping you well. You will catch it. Your healing is more important to God than it is to you. Uh, Jeremiah 17, 14, please. Remember that Jesus went to the cross before you were born. You, it wasn't your idea. It was God's idea. See, the idea of healing, health, deliverance, soundness, long life was God's idea. You didn't pray for it. He said, with long life, will I satisfy him? You didn't ask him to satisfy you. He said, with long life, will I satisfy him? And I will show him my salvation. So if you are saved, God wants you saved. Let me show you something. In Psalm 68 verse 19. We'll come here. It says, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation, Selah. Now, we'll go to our benefits later. It says, our God is the God of salvation. And to the Lord, to God the Lord belongs what? Escapes from death. See, 
part of your salvation benefit is what? Escapes. That means what could have killed you will not kill you because you are saved. Are you following me? In Psalm 103, beginning from verse 1. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Next. It says, who forgives all your iniquities? How many iniquities does he forgive? How many diseases does he heal? Who heals all your diseases? That means there's no sickness or disease that attaches itself to you that will kill you. Because part of the benefit of your salvation is that God heals all your diseases. If it came, it did not come to kill you. It came to be a testimony. Because God is going to heal you. Sickness is from the devil. So when you're sick, it's a showdown between God and the devil. So expect God to heal you and give you health. Did I get a better amen? amen. Verse 4. It says, who redeems your life from what? Destruction. That means you won't die a violent death. You won't die in an accident. You won't die in a bomb blast. Are you seeing this? Who redeems your life from destruction? Listen, it's a redeemed. Redeems. If you're faced with destruction, he'll redeem you. He'll deliver you. If you're faced with sickness, he will kill you. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy? In other words, it crowns you with favor. Verse 5. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? In other words, when you are old in age, you'll be young in strength. Are you following me? Jeremiah 17 verse 14. I want you to see this thing so that you have a good opinion of God. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. 